You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations and Meditations. I am your host, Virgil Varix. Today is Saturday, September 29th, 2018. And uh, before we get started, let's get into uh, some house- housekeeping. Um, so the first thing I want to mention is right now I'm still a little bit behind on some of the show notes for the previous shows I've done and the current ones I'm, I'm completing right now. So if you can give me maybe another week, I can get all the show notes caught up to date with all the uh, necessary articles, videos, and everything else that you probably, guys probably want to check out. Um, other than that, I did mention that I'm having uh, that article on Frankenstein coming out. My editor just went uh, over it and uh, gave it back to me, so I'm going to be publishing it hopefully by the end of uh, this week, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Um, and the last thing I want to mention is <clears throat> also I'm going to be putting up a post – Kind of in relation with what today's talk is about, it's going to be on uh, on love. But first, I want to introduce uh, my friend uh, and uh, former guest, uh, Sudo. How you doing? Doing good. How is everybody else doing today? Oh, doing good, doing good. I hope everybody out there in the interwebs is, who is listening is doing really well today. So today's show is primarily going to be focused on self-love, you know, and the, and the question of do you love yourself? Now um, – I, I, I talked a little bit about this in my last episode. I think it was episode 12, um, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem and talked about how self-love kind of incorporates in into your self-esteem. And if you don't really have self-love, you really can't have you know self-esteem. So that's – you guys already kind of have a basic understanding of my idea of where self-love comes from and everything. And we're going to get really deep and into it today. But Sudo, I want to hear where where your idea of self love comes from, and you know maybe maybe not only your idea of it, but its uh, its evolution over time. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I think my version of self love is kind of it's a point where like you're comfortable and confident in who you are, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. we all like have these ideas of what we want to be and stuff, and I think sometimes we're like, wow, we can't be like that. Mm-hmm. But you have to recognize, like, your strengths and your weaknesses and kind of go, like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how I think it's evolved over time, I think kind of, like, we are only now starting to realize this kind of stuff. Like, you have to have a happy emotional side mm-hmm. in order to have a more fulfilling life. Yes, yes. And, like, back in the days, like, you really didn't have to worry about that much, you know? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. more just because, like, we were all, like, people were struggling more, like, 
they had to use their time more wisely, you know? You're right. You're and right. now, like, we have too much time. So mm-hmm. it's. Well, I, I think that's a great point because when you think about, you know, America, the world in general, 250 years ago, everybody was. Sustain, you know, sustain, you know, sustaining farmers, subsistence farmers. They farmed for themselves and their families and their community. They really didn't have that much surplus, and that's all they did day in and day out. But like, you know, after things changed and we started getting, you know, uh, the industrial revolution and more jobs and technology started coming into place, that kind of freed up humans' time to do other things, which is cool. You know, it gives us more time to hang out with people. It gives us more time to podcast. It gives exactly. us more time to do all all types of great stuff, but. I, I think you're hitting on on a on an interesting point because with time comes a lot of you know time to think, yeah. and sometimes when, when when people think at least at least in my you know, experience, whenever whenever I had you know a good amount of time to think in the past when I wasn't very uh, self confident and I didn't have a lot of self love, it I it felt like I was trapped in this um, you know house of mirrors. Everywhere I couldn't get out. Everywhere I looked, I was confronted with myself. Yeah. Well, con- actually, not confronted with myself. Confronted with the, sol- the false image of myself that I put there to kind of like make me happy with what was going on in the now. Mm-hmm. Versus like today, I guess the way I look at it is it's not only about like loving myself and loving my flaws and trying to. But the thing is, it's also about working on those flaws and trying to correct any flaws that, that I that I probably. Definitely do have, <laughs> you know. Right. I think that's where I would that's where I would come from and take it from there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, w- would you say that growing up? Because I would say growing up, I've always had issues with self love. I've always had issues with finding um, finding the ability to show myself love, like I show to other people. So, and I, I'm I'm not going to fully blame it on this, but I, I do think that's kind of. I think it's partially based on, you know, the ethical version of, you know, uh, altruism, which, which basically means that you should self, you should sacrifice yourself for the betterment of others. And this is a fundamental religious belief. It's a fundamental Christian belief. It's kind of built within our society. It's built within the world. And I think it kind of affects us too individually who, who come from those types of societies that, you know, the ultimate moral goal in your life is to sacrifice like all you, so I'm going to school. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, not to make myself better, but to make you know X person better. Yeah. And the thing about that is, is there's a lot of good goodness with helping people, with being benevolent. But the thing is, I don't think there's much goodness in helping people at the detriment of yourself. And at least that's where I come from. I can agree with that to a certain point, mm-hmm. and then I also feel like it also kind of depends on the situation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think sometimes there is a time where, like, self-sacrifice is important if mm-hmm. it's, like, for a greater cause, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I maybe saying. on a personal level, like, it kind of depends, you know? Like, yeah. sometimes I've had the idea, like— Oh, like you gotta sacrifice yourself because that's the only way. Like you're a good person. Or well, something. yeah, that's exactly that's where that's kind of what I was mentioning. Like that's the only thing society looks at to be the moral, you know, paragon, the highest yeah. moral virtue you can possibly get. I mean, look at the. I mean, just point at you know some of the saints throughout history. None of the pictures of the saints are saints smiling. <laughs> that's <laughs> they're either all you know in pain or suffering or sometimes some some way tormented. 
Yeah. I um, just don't think anybody was happy back then. I don't think many, very many people were happy back then either, depending, you know, especially on the <laughs> circumstances of that era. But you know, I, I, I think that you know, being so it's weird because wanting to help people, wanting to give, you know, uh, giving your stuff to people, and you know, helping out your the community, helping out the family, helping out the group. I think all those things are fine as long as it's not your primary goal in life, number one. And number two, I think it's great also if, you know, you you get some type of pleasure out of it. Like, so for instance, um, I have friends, right? I have, I have quite a few friends. And none of my friends that I have, I'm not friends with them because I, it's, I, I feel like it's, it's better for them that I'm friends with them. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's I'm only your friend because it's good for you. No, that's that's ridiculous. I I have friends and I I I have people that I care about primarily because I take some type of pleasure out of it. I take some type of you know, it's a trade. They give me their qualities and their virtues and I give back mine. And it's that's kind of where I see you know that coming into play. But I don't you know when when you say sacrifice so for me, for my friends, the people I care about, uh my loved ones, my family, uh, my sister, my mom, my dad. You know, when it comes to those people, those people, whatever I do to help them out in the short term or even in the long term isn't necessarily a sacrifice because I value them and I, I value the relationship. But I also value what I'm doing for them selfishly in a way. You yeah. know, I, I love I love being able to help my friends out when they ask me, to, you know, if they need any help because to me, it's an opportunity to – you know, do something for somebody that I care about that, you know, has done stuff for me in the past. And it's it's a good way of, you know, in biology, it's called reciprocal altruism. You do something good for somebody else and they kind of do something good for you. You know, you scratch yeah, my back, yeah. I scratch yours type of situation. But I think with people, it's a little bit more complex than that. And so the thing is, like, for somebody that I don't really care about, I don't think I would go out of my way to sacrifice a certain thing. You know what I mean? So for so for instance, if somebody I wasn't necessarily friends with asked me like, hey, um, I need to talk to you for like, you know, three hours tonight about something going on in my life. And I'm like, well, look, that's that's great and everything. I'd love to do that, but I don't really know you. You know, I think when it comes to, to sacrifice when it comes to, you know, quote unquote sacrificing, I think a lot of it comes down to who is it who is it for? Yeah. Okay. So let me say something go like ahead. to the last thing that go you ahead. Said. Go ahead. Yes, please. So like, yeah, maybe I don't know this stranger, but if it's like a life or death situation, oh. you know, then well, like, yeah. yeah, you can talk to me for three hours. Like, oh, I think, for sure. I think that's different. Yeah, that's that's different. Yeah. For but sure. if they were like, "Yo, I need three hundred dollars," <laughs> I'd be like, "Okay, um, slow your road." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, exactly. And the same thing goes for like you know this. This is a very common thing. Somebody's drowning in the water and you're there, would you go in and help them? I don't know how to swim just for that so, reason. So see and that's and that's a very interesting that's a very interesting point. Why <laughs> is that an interesting point? Why is that an important point? Because if you went in there trying to go help them, not only one person drowns, but two. Yeah, but I mean, I should help them in some way. Oh, you help them as much as you can yeah. without endangering yourself to the point where you won't be able to save anybody. Yeah, throw you know? a stick at them. So a stick or, you know, a rope or some type of, you know, uh, flotation device of some, some Maybe kind. Maybe I can just have my car go straight into the lake. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully the wave would kick them across over, exactly. the, over the bank. <laughs> no, but um, 
honestly, I, I think that when it comes down to these like you know moral crises, like somebody's drowning and you know somebody's hanging on, and I have to you know lay my arm down to the edge and pick them up. You know, when it comes down to those things, I think very rarely do people face those things in their lives. But they're great. They're great. You know, thought experiments. But I would also say that you can take those things and kind of extrapolate it to like society at large. And uh, I would say that the primary, my primary view at least, is that the the ultimate moral value, you know, for each person living in the world should be their well-being, at least in my opinion. And when I say well-being, I mean their flourishing. I don't mean their immediate fun. I don't mean their hedonistic pleasures, you know, drugs and alcohol or whatever. Um, I don't mean anything. I mean doing things that are going to make their life better, not only in the short term, maybe they won't, but, but in the long term. But not only would it make them better, but it will make their family better. And through that, it has a chance to make the community better. So I think that's what should, you know, I think if everybody takes, if everybody said, look, I think the moral value, if, let's say we were, we lived in a world where the ethical implications of what was a good moral ideal was to take care of your own well-being. Mm-hmm. How, how would that world look and how different would it be to the world we live in today? I yeah. would say somewhat different. I don't think it would be like drastically different to what I'm saying, you know, to what we already see today. But I do think you'd have a lot more people out there who have at least a little bit more self-love. Yeah, I mean, I think like the reason a lot of people don't have a lot of Mm self-love is because like from a young age, like you're pressured to go like this certain way or that certain Mm -hmm. way. Speak on it. Speak on it. You know, and like or like, for example, Mm -hmm. oh, boy, I don't know how to put this into words. Try your best. So, okay, like growing up and stuff, I always felt a little bit pressured, like, hey, you have to do well in school. Mm-hmm. And like being a black man, you mm-hmm. know, like was being a black man. I don't think I would fit the stereotypical kind of like what you would think because mm-hmm. I like electronic dance music or poppy. Like I love Kesha, you know. Yes, yes, I'm aware of this. So, <laughs> you of know, course. like. But that's what makes that, you beautiful. Exactly. But like it takes a while for you to like understand that and go mm-hmm. like. Oh, it's not a problem, like, Mm -hmm. for whether I love this or not, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I think growing up, people think, hey, this is where I have to be, you know. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I thought, like, you got to get all A's. You got to do, like, this right. You got to have your life planned ahead, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, under that pressure, you start cracking and you're like, like, oh, man, I'm a failure. Yeah, man. Stuff like that. You're right, Sudo. I mean, like, when when you said that right there, it kind of got me to a thought. And, you know... You know, my family was very, you know, close and connected and very involved growing up. So the way the way it kind of worked for me is like my and I think maybe this works for every parents when they have kids in their head, they have an image of what their kids going to be like at 25. Yeah. Like this is the path they're going on. This is the path they're going to do. And this is what they're going to go through. And this is what they're going to be. This is who they're going to fall in love with. And this is who they're going to marry. You know, all these things that. You know, they're just taking their reality and superimposing it on the newborn baby yeah. without realizing that that's a lot of pressure. You know, that that's that's not a good idea. You know, maybe you should uh, have a more free range approach to uh, 
to the to the raising your kids. But I think at least from my perspective and you know some of my personal experience, that was kind of a thing. You know, they had an idea. My parents had an idea of what my life would be. You know, um, it was you know either two things. It was one of them was going towards a you know a higher higher in education. Than I already did. And another one went towards business, you know, a different version, you know, uh, of what I'm doing currently right now. Um, so it's it's very weird and very strange to see how many people I've talked to over the years tell me that same exact story, but with some few tweaks here and there. Did you experience any of that? Like where family, wh- whether it was parents, whether it was grandparents, whether it was you know extended family, even friends for for that matter had some type of expectation of you that maybe wasn't realistic because they really didn't know you and your wants and your and your desires at that point. Um, I would definitely say so. Yeah. Okay. We're cool. Cool. I would say kind of like one like pressure from what you think society wants from you and how you can meet that expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always thought like, oh, I have to be better than everybody else or stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just like – and then like when you think you aren't living up to it or like worrying about like, oh, did I meet – like does this person like me or does this person mm-hmm. not like me? Like mm-hmm. how can I change, you mm-hmm. know? Because mm-hmm. you think, oh, you got to be Mr. Popular. Everybody has to like you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's a, that's a good point. But I, I would say like – so I think there's a distinction between – Having that like, you know, social anxiety, well, I hope this person likes me, I hope this person likes me, what do I need to change? And like there's a distinction between that worrying about your character versus like, well, what did I actually do tonight? What did I actually do tonight that might not be, you know, in my normal character that might be out of character, that might be kind of mean or nasty to somebody, I might have offended somebody. There's a distinction between that. It's a very fine line, I would say, because sometimes you might. You know, let's for instance, you say a joke and that's your humor, right? Let's say somebody doesn't like the joke. One person doesn't like it. Let's say somebody, another person gets offended by it. Now, at the end of the night, you're going to probably – anybody is probably going to sit there and think, well, why didn't that joke go over as well as I thought it would? You know, I, I usually get laughs at it or something like that, right? Yeah. Especially if, you know, if you're trying to be funny and you're trying to have a, uh, you know, a uh, engaging night. Um, well, sometimes I think you could look at it in two different ways. You could either be like, well, they didn't – they were this and they were that and this or that, you know, which I think is a lot of unnecessary focusing on on things that are out of your control, you know? Yeah. I think the only thing we should focus on – I think as people, as individuals, should be what's in our individual personal control. So that's where I would, you know, come from it. But yeah. Yeah, I think – like relating that back to self-love. Mm-hmm. You know, I think also another thing is like sometimes we're afraid of failure. Yes. You know, and I think the failure part definitely is what gets people in a lot. Yep. You know, and that's one thing for me where it's like I have to accept, hey, I'm going to make mistakes. And that's the part of like going back to, hey, like we have our flaws. Mm-hmm. And then like you said about having like working on them and growing. Yeah. I think that all kind of leads into what you were talking about earlier too. Like only then once you are able to grow as yourself, can you reach out to help others grow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. You know, I, I would agree with you there hundred percent, but I would even like take it farther and say that, you know, how can I put it? You know, you know, if you, if you don't love yourself, I don't think you can really love people 
You can love them to a certain extent, meaning you can't love them with all your heart because all your heart isn't there. A part, you know, a part of your heart still needs to be worked on because the heart starts with you, I would say. You know, the, the heart starts with me. And if my heart isn't, you know, calm and uh, pure of, you know, of, uh, of negative feelings towards myself, primarily towards myself, negative feelings towards other people, we're going to have those. But, you know, negative feelings towards myself, if we, if we don't, you know, hash that out before trying to find love or show love to other people, I don't think – so for instance, when I didn't love myself as much as I do today, I don't think I was as good a friend as I am today. It doesn't mean I wasn't a good friend back then. It just means that I didn't have the amount of self-knowledge right? that I gained through self-love to be able to love the other people in my life. Do you, do, you, do you think that there's a distinction between that or do you think that the self-love and the love for others are connected? Or are they separate? Um, so I think they're separate. And mm. I think also like self-love and self-knowledge are separate too. Okay. I would agree I, with that. I feel as if I have a lot of <laughs> self-knowledge about myself and who I am. Mm-hmm. And now comes the part of like self-loving. Like it's self-knowledge, <laughs> knowing who you are, and then self-love of saying like, okay, I'm going to love myself today. Yes. And I think a lot of people kind of miss, like, don't know the steps to get there. And that's what I'm figuring out now, too, is, like, what steps do I take to, like, say, hey, like, this is who I am. Like, I have to accept myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on to the next thing of, like, whether I think that, like, you have to love yourself before you can love others fully. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think, like, I disagree on that point. For sure. And we've had this conversation yes, before yes, as well. Yes, yes, I feel like. As long as you know who you are, though, like you can still love other people to the fullest. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like it's harder, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it causes more mental strain. I think that I think that's one thing. But I also think, you know, I also say that. Hmm, you made a good point there. I have to think about it for a sec. But you know, you also made the point that, you know, if I have, if I know myself, right. Then I then I know who I am. I know what's going on. Then I can ad, I can adequately love people to the fullest. I think where where we differ in that and where the where the disagreement might be, and it's a very minor one, mind you. Um, I think I think that I think that I think that I said that three times. <laughs> self knowledge. Okay, I would say that once you have self knowledge, right, the only way. To then gain self-love is to integrate that self-knowledge within your mind, within your body, within your spirit, within everything. You know, I know this about myself. How am I going to deal with it? How am I going to accept it? Boom. Okay, I accepted it. It's in there. It's part of – I've integrated it within my being. It's part of me now. It's not some, you know, negative thing that I keep on the side that I hide from people. It's something that I show within myself and I'm proud of. So like, like you mentioned with music, liking music that you know particularly might not be um, very popular within your age demographic and with your ethnic demographic. But at the same time, that's what you love. So at this stage in your life, you've come to the you – know, you've got the self-knowledge. This is what I love. And you've, you've integrated that into your life by saying like, OK, this is what I love and I'm going to show the world that I love it. I'm going to go to EDM shows. I'm going to go to listen to EDM. I'm going to dance yeah. to EDM. Yeah. So like – 
that right there is integration. I think the the better we become at integrating, the better we can self-love. I think, yeah, that's definitely one thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's cool. So, yeah. So that's good. We're we're we're, we're getting the disagreement uh, smaller and smaller now. This is great. Um, I would also make the argument that when I love somebody, right? So I I myself have values, right? I ha- I'm I try to live by virtue, some virtues, right? Um, but. I think when when we see somebody when we meet somebody we we fall in love with I think that falling in love with because like I think they're I think you know this is deeply connected especially you know intimate you know partner love and self love are so closely tied together because you know they're the closest person next to you you know what I mean yeah so you know I think when we see at least in my opinion when we see somebody out there right that that we see their our own values realized and made better. But, you know, what I appreciate about myself, I see that in another, another individual and I see it like better than how I've done it. And I'm like, wow, I really appreciate that. You know, I really appreciate the, you know, because the thing is like love isn't, I don't think you know, the, the, the phrase love is blind, you know, love is unconditional. If that was the case, you know, it's kind of like flipping a carter. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that's – or like throwing a dart at the the board without even looking. I think that's what – that's what – if love was that way, you know, and, you know, I think then it would be like that. And the thing is like, you know, if love were conditional, nothing – anything that any – that person ever said to you, ever did to you, no matter how hurtful, evil, disgusting, vile could ever make you abandon that love. So it, I think when, when we talk about unconditional love, I think it's a little bit of a dangerous place because sometimes I think unconditional love can encourage abusive relationships. I'm not saying all the time, mind you, uh, listeners. I'm, I, I do believe that sometimes when you have the idea that unconditional love is the way to be, you know, no matter what this person did to me, how evil, how hurtful, uh, I'm going to just, you know, take it and this is, I'm going to love you. I think see that's that's a type of self that's a type of self sacrifice that scares me because when people do that they get caught in these traps like you know the kind of like a meat grinder you know they they care about the person but they care about the person for the wrong reasons so I, I think we do have to have conditions especially on our love and the conditions have to start with whether or not this person has values that you know we we appreciate so for instance I am never going to fall in love with somebody who's racist Right? right, never, because that's not a value that I have, you know, even remotely near any of any of the hierarchy of my values. It's it's not even part of the hierarchy. It's it's disgusting and vile. So I think that's a condition, right? And I think you know when we when we think about unconditional love, it sounds romantic, it sounds great, it sounds awesome, but I think people who who fully are holding on to the unconditional love or the love is blind thing. I think they – I would make the argument that they don't have the adequate amount of self-love to realize that that could be self-destructive. That was that, – that's kind of my argument towards you know, how, how, some, how sometimes you know, unconditional love can be kind of manipulated in detriment to your own self-love. Und- unconditional love for a person, primarily a person who isn't necessarily good for you or good for themselves. And um, 
Yeah, but that, I think that's what love is between partners. But I think that also has to be love within yourself. Like, you know, I have to figure out what are my values. You know, you, you mentioned like people in society, family putting values for you before you even agreed to these values. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's not fair. You know, you didn't, you didn't make an agreement that these are the values that I live by. I mean, granted, my values and your values might be similar to our parents, but they might be a little bit tweaked or they might be completely different or not even remotely close. Right. And that's kind of how everybody is. Yeah. So I think one thing that I would say is that kind of like, I think you can still find love, like, if you don't have a lot of self-love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, so, um, it does lead to, like, manipulative um, relationships. Yeah. But I think if you're self-aware of yourself, then, mm-hmm. like, that person that you do find, yeah, it's like somebody there, and this is what makes a good relationship, I think, mm-hmm. can help you work towards, like, loving yourself. Because, like, you hear people all the time, like, you know, this person loved me before I could love myself. I've heard that statement. You know, before, and I yeah. think these are like the people that can see the potential. Hmm. And this is like the part of like you both working together then so, so you, to bring out the so best that, in each So other. right there you're saying that that's the sacrifice for the other person who wants to maybe help the other person get to a higher self. No, see, I don't think that that's a – it's not a sacrifice okay. for the person – that's going in to help the person with, mm-hmm. that doesn't have self love for themselves mm-hmm. because they already love that person. Got you. So it's and they're helping them to see like what they love about them. Yeah. So so you're saying that. So you're saying in that case, that type of love, you know, quote unquote, a real love, involves personal gain, in some way, to the person to the other person as well. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. mean, so there's yeah. not like it's not like the other person's like suffering through. This other person that they love who might be a drug addict and who's doing all these right. – yeah. from OK. So got you. Got you. I, I understand. I understand where you come from. But I think that's an important point. You know? Yeah. I mean now, no. Like drug dealers, like you got a heroin addict. <laughs> yes. You know? I think – and then, yeah, that's where sometimes it does get into a little bit of trouble. So like, you, you would cut it off at like behavioral stuff? Yeah, behave like I mean, like so, like let's say for example, I'm dating a drug addict. Yes, and like every week they're still on like half my paycheck. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like I think then, like because you love this person, that's when you have to have an open talk with them and go mm-hmm. like, hey, like I can't let you keep stealing money from me. Yes, I love you. Like yes. you need to stop this. Yes. You know? So you, so you're the you're, you're part. I, mean, I agree with you on that sense. Like you're part of the crowd that will give the person a chance. To make amends, to change their actions, right? Exactly, good, yeah. And good. then, like, you help them through it. But uh, also, some people don't have that, like, I'm a man, you know? Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry, like, um, yep. like you know, you can't fight or you can fight me, you know? Yeah, Especially if you yeah. do CrossFit. Yeah, I'm right. running away. <laughs> but, like, a lot of domestic abuse, some people can't leave. Yes. And I think that's, yes. that's a tricky situation. Very much so. Very, very much so. It's not only a horrific situation, but like you said, it's very tricky. And in a lot of those situations, you know, we have to take a look at, you know, how, you know, how can we help the victims out and, you know, get their voices out there and actually have them, you know, remove themselves from these types of environments. Um, But I, I think, you know, for people that have been victims of domestic abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, um, I've talked to, I've I've had friends and uh, 
relation, you know, people, significant others that have had some of these issues in their lives. And, you know, something they've always told me and something they always mentioned to me is that, you know, the hardest thing, you know, going through, uh, through their lives and through every day is finding, finding the ability to, you know, love yourself and act and actively have the, 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 um, the ability to uh, feel for yourself and actually, you know, empathize with yourself mm-hmm. completely. So, I mean, like you said, it's a tricky situation and it leaves a lot of, you know, people in a, in a very, you know, um, tough, you know, tough, you know, tough situation and a, a dark, you know, chasm. But we have to, you know, talking about it like we are right now and, you know, trying to the people we know, actively know, trying to help them, trying to get them to centers, trying to help them to get to therapy and and talking to somebody that would help them out. Um, I think that's – as people that you know are on the outside, like you talk about people that could be a potential partner of somebody who's going through these types of things, mm-hmm. right? I think that that's what we have to do more so, – because sometimes like people want to fix – I want to – I'm going to help fix you. you yeah, know? yeah. When I was When I was messed up. My ex had this idea like she's going to, you know, fix me or whatever, right? And that wasn't – that isn't a realistic point of view because nobody has those skills, mm-hmm. right? And you're biased <laughs> as well. So it's it's very hard to – and you can help people. And, you know, maybe talking through people and helping them out is great but then pointing them in the right direction like, hey, you know, I know what we talked about. It's great and all. I know it's help but like at the same time – Maybe getting into some therapy, maybe getting into some counseling can really help. And I think, like you said, you know, especially for you know, like, oh, I'm a man. You know, especially for men, <laughs> the thing is, is they they don't want, and and a lot of men do have a lot of self love issues. Oh yeah, you know, it's not. It's this is not you know uh, gender exclusive or sex exclusive to any to anybody. This is a a people issue. This is a human issue. This is part of the human condition, and we have to realize that. Um, if you, we know people in our lives that are dealing with issues of self-love, you know, of, uh, you know, issues of identity, um, issues of, um, you know, cause like for me, an issue of identity and you mentioned an issue of identity today with music and, you know, liking what you like. And I would go for the same thing with me, you know, liking heavy metal coming from a really, you know, heavily religious family and, you know, they think it's all devil worship and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you guys have to understand it. It's just music. It's just rock and roll, guys. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> anyway, that's what I used to say. But uh, in, in all honesty, we have to help people going through stuff. Uh, especially self self love issues, if we think we can make an makes you know if we if we think we can do something that can help. Now we've been in situations. I mean, at least I have where I was like, okay, well, I can help this person out. And I've had I mean, I've had two situations in my life where I've helped somebody out, right, with mm-hmm. self love issues, and now that individual is doing very well. They went back to school and they're doing very well for their lives. And you know me, along with ten other people, who 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 are doing that, or however many people were doing that, and helping that individual self love, and helping that individual with all these types of things is important. And if we don't do that, if we don't have the backs of the people we love and care about, at least in that fashion, you know, nothing, nothing to the point of like, well, I'm just gonna you know give up my job today and and, and spend all this time with you and you know and help you out. And that's not realistic. 
So I, I would agree with you. And I, I think, you know, we come to like an agreement that there's a certain amount there's, – there's a cutoff point, right? Obviously, there's a cutoff oh, yeah, point. Yeah. But also, there's a certain amount of leeway that we have to give the people that we care about and love. Yeah. So also, like, where, where do you see, you know, as, as stuff you face with self-love, the issues with self-love – do you see that within the within younger generations? I know you have two younger siblings and, and you know, their friends as well and all this other stuff. Do you see that – because I know it's, it's – it's, it, generationally, things do change a little bit even mm-hmm. though they're, you know, they're not that much younger than you. They are younger than you. I mean I noticed it in my sister, you know, that the things that I, you know, kind of – the way I look at things are a little bit different than the way she looks at different – obviously because we have different personalities, but also because so of – of the age gap. Well, the age gap and the age gap and you know the stuff that I remember in history versus the stuff – like for instance, she doesn't really remember uh, 9-11 that well. Mm-hmm. I remember like yesterday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, and that's and that's the difference between my sister and I, and that's that's kind of huge for like a group of people. <laughs> that's you know, true. It's, yeah. it's a that's a huge event that you know everybody saw and everybody was involved in in some type of way, but to not not to have that recollection, I think a lot of the younger kids don't have that recollection of certain things that have gone through time. And again, reading about history is important. Understanding history, this is why specifically I tell people, you know, if you want to understand, you know, for let's say this country. You know, read about the history, obviously, of pre-America, but you have to also read about you know the history of Europe. You know, Europe before the people who came and created this place. What were they thinking about? Mm-hmm. What were their ideas? Like, why why did they make this place the way they made it? You know, and you kind of have to kind of piece that puzzle together. But I think it's the same way with people. It's like why do why do I why do I have a lack of self love? Well, it's because of this trauma here and that trauma here, and you know the way it goes in most most circumstances is like there is a lot of trauma out there in the world, but there's not as much PTSD. Mm -hmm. So meaning that a lot of people, most people face trauma in one way or another and they're in their lives, but they don't necessarily get post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, for people that have faced trauma, and we all have, and all these traumas affect our self-love, whether it's somebody ridiculing myself for liking metal or you for liking EDM and when you're young and you go home and you hear it and you think about it and it makes you feel bad. You know, all those little things that um, that really do affect our, our ability to self-love. Now, myself, luckily, very luckily, and I, I, I will always uh, attest to this, my mother while growing up always told me you got to love yourself. You don't love yourself first. You won't be able to love anybody else. I've heard this mm-hmm. growing up. Then I read it in Aristotle years later. You know, the the philosopher. I'm like, wait, my mom did. My mom reading Aristotle when I was a baby. <laughs> it's like, where's she getting this from? And I think what she was trying to say. And, and again, this is a value that I instilled from her. But then also reading it from this ancient Greek philosopher, kind of like, you know, put some put some weight on it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. you know, maybe my mom was right about this thing in, in some type of way. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because. That right there is, is a form of encouragement. Now, there's a, there's a huge lack of encouragement I feel with with parents and their kids. I see it with my younger cousins, the way their parents are are, are encouraging or not encouraging them. I see it with extended family, um, even further than my uh, the you know the immediate cousins. I mean, I see it with my friends, the, you know, the adult ones that have you know issues with family. 
Um, but I, I think that, you know, I was in a very privileged position primarily because I did have that encouragement for self-love at a young age. Now, knowing that is great, but I still had issues with self-love. So that tells you even with encouragement, it isn't the only thing that can make, you know, your situation better as a young person. Yeah. So, I mean, as a young person, we, we, and this is, this, you know, this comes down to like bullying, right? Because bullying in a sense is, you know, uh, a sense it happens to everybody in some way during their lives, yeah. you know, you know, and the sad thing about it and the terrible thing about it is, um, is when this happens, parents usually, at least what I've seen recently from some of the younger, younger people I know in my family are not handling it as, as, uh, encouragingly as they should. So for instance, I have one person saying, oh yeah, well you could tell them this and you go back and you fight this and that. And I think, you know, look, I think if somebody's attacking you, I think it's uh, physically, I think you have the right to defend yourself. Verbally, I think you have the right to defend yourself, at least in some form or fashion. Obviously, you don't want to be cruel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but you have to, I think, and I think that's not, that's, that's a, that's a good, yeah. I mean, the thing with a lot of parents, they don't make their kids resilient, I feel like. And resilient, when I, when I say resilient, I don't necessarily mean, um, and again, I'm one of those kids, but <laughs> resilient in the sense of life is going to hit you and it's going to hit you hard in one way or another. And, you know, when that happens, like you mentioned the failure. When you have a high self-love, it doesn't matter how many times you fail. You're going to get right back up and do it again and do it better. And if it doesn't work out again, you're going to do the exact same thing. Try harder. Now, failure, would you say, because with me, my failures in my life affected my self-love like drastically. Like I thought like the worst of myself for years. I thought I was like a scourge on the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of my failures, primarily because that I, I wasn't worth crap, you know? Would you, would you say that that kind of had the same effect to you? Um, or a little bit different or, or not at all? I would say with my failures, it kind of just made me, yeah, I definitely, I don't think, I don't think I can say that like I thought I was the scourge of the earth. <laughs> I was really negative towards myself. You know? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I think I would definitely just be like, I think it would make me lose all hope. You mm. know? If I mm. wasn't achieving what I wanted, mm. then I would. Feel mm. like I was stuck. Wow! Wow! You know that's then, that's deep right there. Yeah, hmm. and then I would kind of just like be down and go like, then there's no point in living. You know. Ah, so then that's where the nihilism comes in because with this, because you know the idea that there's no meaning to any of this stuff. We talked about that, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the last show, where and I had a, I had a whole show on that particular subject, and I think like having that idea, thinking like there's 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 no meaning to life and being this way. There's no meaning to treating this and treating people better. You know, these types of things. I think people who have, like you said, people who have those types of thoughts have like very low self-love Yeah. at the time. But I, do you think that those people who, who've experienced that, do you think that, cause you mentioned it's like being stuck and that's what that's why I said that's deep because it is like being stuck when i think about it it's like you know standing in quicksand and the more you move <laughs> the more you try to do something is the deeper you start sinking yeah 
You know, and that's that's the analogy that's coming to my head right now because for me, you know, it was years and years of failing because but and I realized like well it was years of years of not trying. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't years of years of me just being dumb or me being incapable. That wasn't it. It was years and years of me not having any discipline and not having any self-love. Yeah. So I, I think that's – and then I think when you, like you said, realizing that that's why the failure happened yeah. is a relief because, wow, it, it, it's me but it isn't me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's a part of me that I have to like accept and integrate. Exactly. And then move on, move forward. So like what do you, what are your – what's your advice? Because I kind of talked about like what's my advice for moving forward a little bit. What is your advice for moving forward when you feel stuck in this place? What can you tell the listeners out there that might, you know, at least your experience? I mean, you could speak on other things as well. But like, where do you think, where, how can you get, how can people get themselves out of this position that they're stuck in? Um, So I'll actually give like a really recent personal example. Beautiful. Okay. So like this upcoming Monday, is um going to be my birthday. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, wow, I'll be 25 mm-hmm. and I really haven't accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck in the same old job. I'm not really liking the atmosphere, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, and that really brought me down, mm-hmm. you know, and I realized like what's going on with me, mm-hmm. you know, like what can I do to control it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm trying to get all of this love from people. Instead of having this self-love for myself, mm. you know? Mm. And so then, like, I think the first thing is admitting that. Wow. And then, like, I asked, well, how can I make myself feel better? Like, what can I do? You yeah. know, like, what do I have to do to show myself love? Mm-hmm. You know, I know that I'm not confident. Mm-hmm. I think one thing came was, you know, be happy. What's going to make you happy? Mm. You know, and I think for a while it was like, I don't think I deserve to be happy because mm-hmm. I'm a failure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what's going to make you happy right now? And I was like, let's clean my room. Huh. You know, let's get organized. Wow. So okay. I clean, and I, it was taking small steps, you know. No, was, but that, that, that's so smart because, like, that's so simple because that's why that, that concept, like, I'm just going to, well, life's, life's kind of going in circles right now. I really don't know what's going on, but I can. There's, I'm in chaos. I'm like, I'm floating through like this, cha- this like tornado of yeah. chaos. I can, but wait, I can create a little bit of order here. I'm gonna clean this room up, and like that's like the beginning to like the order and the, the discipline, right? Exactly. And huh. I think also another thing that wow. really helped me was at least like finding a little bit of happiness for mm-hmm. myself. We're saying, okay. So you like, for example, you said you're going to lose weight, Mm -hmm. you know, you haven't really been doing it for the past 24 years. Yeah, tell me about that. (laughs) So it was like, why don't you start off small then? Go walking. Mm -hmm. And like some days it'd be like, what's the point of doing it? Yep. And I'm like, because you haven't done it yet. And like, it's got to be better than doing the current thing right now, which is nothing. Wow. Wow. So and I think sometimes keeping it simple mm. kind of helps me and just step at a time. You yes. Know? Yes. Wow. I mean, I, I think I think that's I like that because, you know, that approach you're talking about is really having a lot of self-compassion. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of self-compassion. 
you know, but I think right there, what you're, what you're, what you're describing, you know, that having that self-compassion, I think at least, I think not only in your case, but I think everybody's case that will lead to more optimism, mm-hmm. right? I think it, it will lead to less anxiety and depression over the long run. Like you said, in the short run, it might make you feel, you might have ups and downs that are pretty drastic because, you know, you're going through it initially. Right. Yeah. But like over time, that's going to go down. But like, I think also what you're telling me is also putting in my head that you might also be able to recover better from a stressful day. You might be able to take some of the some of the uh, stuff of the world's throwing at you and have a stronger shield to just, you know, knock that knock that stuff out of your way and keep moving forward. You know, but the thing is, like you're also mentioning, which is great. Uh, trying to make a regimen of a healthy lifestyle because what you're doing, at least from what what I just took from what you just said, is first let's work on a healthy mind, okay? I have the the structure of how I'm going to get the healthy mind. Now, I can't have a healthy mind and also have an unhealthy body Mm because mind and body are one thing. They affect each other. So you're saying like, well, first I, I get the foundation for this and how am I going to get the foundation for the healthy body? And then you, you came up with the easy solution. Well, I'm going to walk on these days. See, I like that approach because it's simple, but also it's the amount of compassion that you're showing yourself is, 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 uh, is important because most people, like you said, will say, I don't deserve love. Like you said, that's a, that's a very common feeling. I felt that for years. Only like you know, not too long ago, I got I got over that um, mentality. And the thing about that is, is um, that is such a fatalistic, you know, um, it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Like I don't deserve love, therefore I'm not going to look for it, or, or, or it's never going to find me. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, I don't have love. It's like, well, you put yourself in that position. And everything you said, at least in my mind, is it rings true. Um, any anything else you would say that has helped you over over this you know uh, period of time where you've been developing your self love and you're growing within yourself? What else has kind of aided you? Um, I think really talking about it with people mm. a lot of the time yes. and being honest with yourself. Wow, okay, that's like definitely. Wow. Yep. The most – that's the number one important thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, maybe don't be honest with the world, but be honest with yourself at first and mm. then slowly work on being honest with the world because not everything happens overnight. You know? I agree. I agree. I agree. And so at oh. least if you can be honest, then that's the stepping stone for you to continue forward. Yeah. I mean like – and for people out there – you know, who've been listening today to our talk and, and trying to understand where we're coming from. You know, self-love is not just – it's it means everything we're saying. But it's, you know, it's a state of, state of appreciation, you know, for, for yourself, you know, that grows from, from your actions over time. You know, it supports our spiritual growth. Our uh, psychological growth, our physical growth, and when we when we act in the way that promotes the self love, I think 
we will see a reduction in all the things that you know we were talking about the anxiety the the, the stress the the depression and this um you know um zero sum thinking like well it's either either it's going to happen or it's not going to happen it's like well no maybe i can incrementally work myself to a better life but that's what this is all about right i mean Sudo, when I told you about this, I was so excited to have you come here today, primarily because I knew it was going to be a fantastic conversation, but also because I knew that this isn't something that people focus on. This isn't something people talk about. Like within our friend group, how many people – I mean you and I have had this conversation many times and this is probably one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with you. Um, But the thing is like how many of our other of our friends have had this type of conversation? Yeah, um, not very, not, yeah, not very many. But the thing is, <laughs> it's necessary, especially for people that are going through things, especially people who are trying to find themselves. I mean, self love is how you, you know, it's it's important to living well. You know, it it influences who you pick to to love. You know, that's at least where I'm coming from. You know, it uh, it inf- influences the image you you project that at. Work with your friends out at the bar to the world, like you talked about. Um, it, it helps you cope with 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 the everyday struggles, you know, like like you mentioned with, you know, being able to you know look at things that once maybe were more affecting you, and now being able to more you know look at it and be like, okay, well, that's just part of me. I'm just going to accept it and then try to move on, but also try to work at it and make it better. You know, and the same thing what I was saying with just having that, it helps you build that, you know, stronger shield to knock all the BS out of your life and just, you know, move forward. So and the thing is, and this is another important thing I have to mention before I, I uh, give you give you uh, your last uh, say on this. But another thing, when when we have a friends or loved ones that are going through this. Uh, another important distinction, and we made this distinction before, but I have to, I want to make it again. If somebody's ship is sinking, I'm not telling people to abandon ship, right? But if your ship is is docked next to theirs, and the fire on their ship is going to get onto your ship, and your ship starts burning too, both ships are going to start burning, and both ships fall into the water, and the whole both crews are lost. That's not a way to do it. So if you don't think you can help people, right? And when I say that, I mean guiding people to the right sources, talking to people, trying to be – if you're not very empathetic, don't attempt this. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're not very sympathetic, don't, don't – if you're not compassionate, don't attempt this. But if you want to become more compassionate, right, if you want to um, have, more, have more understanding for people's issues and people's problems, the best thing to do is start with yourself, because as you as you find more compassion and sympathy for yourself, you will tend to find it for others. What's your what do you got to say? Uh, last last statement before we end uh, end our great talk today. I think you should always make a priority for yourself to be happy. Mm. Mm. But you should also go out of your way to help somebody too. You know. Yeah. I'm not telling you to give them three hundred bucks. You know. <laughs> but you know, maybe listen to somebody with an intent to listen and show kindness and kindness is done onto you. And I think that also helps a lot with self-love. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to have you here today. I want to thank you again, Sudo, for coming here and uh, talking with me 
always having conversations with you are very valuable and they just uh, improve the overall state of the show and the overall state of my mental being. I mean, it's great. We're Thank able to hash, of course, we're able to hash a lot of things out and get to the real deep meaning of a lot of these stuff. Because like you said, especially with men, we don't tend to talk about this stuff very openly. So hopefully this talk will encourage other people out there, men and women, all people, all types of people out there to talk about self-love. And I just want to end on a quote. Um, you know, learn to value yourself, which means fight for your happiness. Thank you very much. Have a great day.